It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and Sacramento, California. And, well, no, it's 9 a.m. in Sacramento, California. And this is news that you can use from Car Edge, well, for Friday, December 1st. December 1st! Oh, my God! Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all just around the corner. And, uh, well, this is uh, this is uh, news that you can use, we hope, with, uh, well, me, and then uh, not Zach again, and, and my... And my son from another mother, Brandon, from Car Questions Answered. Good, good morning, gentlemen. How are everybody? How is good, it? Good, you're good. Had some technical difficulties. So is anyone still hearing an echo? Ray, no. justice. No, no, you're right now. We're good now. We're good yeah. to go now. Yeah. Before we get started, Brandon, did you did you see our show yesterday about that dealership somewhere in Florida that was charging a $2,995 Brandon advantage? Uh, no, I, I did not. Well, you need to watch that because, well, you're Brandon, and perhaps you can figure out how to charge that at your dealership. Uh, <laughs> I, that, I think the Brandon advantage was more than Brandon charges for his cars. Uh, it, it was probably, it, what you said, twenty nine ninety nine. Some, something like that. There, yeah. No, there was uh, there was one that I had come across from them. There was thirty five fifty. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's that's sometimes a thousand dollars more than some of our cars are. <laughs> <laughs> what an advantage. Yes. Yes. Well, the advantage would have been for you, Brandon. I'm just trying to figure out how to make you more money, my friend. <laughs> that's not the way I want to make it, I don't think. I appreciate that. Trust me. <laughs> what the hell are we supposed to talk about today, Justice? Uh well, I think the the first news was uh the Hyundai Kia stuff, right? Well, yeah, we yeah. and and you know, I don't know if they they updated it a little while ago and had numbers in there from uh, Lexus and Toyota as well. Oh, um, let me see. I don't know that I refreshed my screen for that. Well, whatever. But we can talk about it. Let's let. let, yeah. let oh yeah, yeah. There it is. Okay. So uh, the news is uh, uh, Toyota Hyundai, uh, Toyota Honda, uh, Hyundai Kia. Advanced, uh, you know, what, uh, 10% last month? Or more in or some more. cases, yeah. yes. Yes. Um, apparently, um, for the most part, lower-priced vehicles are selling. That's, that's what I yeah. take out of it. Yeah, go figure. Uh, yeah. Go figure. Oh, that's right. You, Except nice on the Lexus today. side of things, where Lexus sales were up 70% November over November. Yeah, but I mean, look, Lexus is more expensive than, say, Toyota, but it's not BMW Mercedes territory. Uh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. Um, I haven't seen a Lexus deal in a while, but I, I, most of the Mercedes I see are quite a bit more expensive. But, but yeah. yeah. I feel like I feel like the luxury brands, uh, I mean, I know Lexus is thrown into that, but it seems like of the luxury brands, the Lexus are the more affordable of the uh, of those, as far as what I've seen. Yeah, I mean, I think it's what I usually see, too. I mean, I'm not saying they're Ford, but they're not Toyota. Maybe they are Toyota, but they're not Toyota. You know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's the luxury division of Toyota. We yeah, know what yeah, you mean. Yeah, we you, know what we you're know, saying. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, Genesis, I was surprised, too. Uh, you know, twenty four percent. That that you know, when when you look at some of these numbers, um, 
And and I believe Ford doesn't report till Monday or Tuesday, and a couple of the others don't report. And then, obviously, uh, there's many of the manufacturers that only report quarterly, so we won't see their numbers until the beginning of uh, of January to see where they were at. But yeah. it seems to me that when you look at these numbers, uh, Mazda advanced, Toyota advanced, Honda advanced, uh, Hyundai advanced, Kia advanced. Those are those are more of your mass market brands. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Stellantis did with their their Jeeps and their and their Rams. How Ford did with the F one fifties. I'm just thinking that that maybe I'm wrong. You work deals all day long. I don't. But I, I'm thinking people are holding back a little bit as to what it is they're willing to purchase. Yeah, well, I think part of that is, you know, those who can afford, we say this all the time, those who can afford the high price stuff have already bought it. Yeah. So you're now left in the market of people who can't afford that and who won't pay the interest rates that they can get or can't afford the interest rates they can get. We have, we see a lot of banks starting to, you know, tighten up that lending, you know, stop lending in some cases on some of the vehicles, the LTV is way down from what it was in the pandemic when they were doing was 170% yes. LTV that I've seen. Um, and now they're like, uh, 110, I don't know. That's about what we can do. Brandon, are, are you seeing different things on the used car side of things? Yeah, so, so what we're seeing is that, I mean, so we went through this again last year at the end of the year when we saw prices start to dip is that uh, these no-sell rates are, are way, 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 way up. And uh, what's interesting is Alex, my mechanic, he's covering a lot of our auctions now. Mm -hmm. We're actually buying more vehicles right now than we have in in a long time. It's just because prices are are dipping in. A, I mean, you guys have been covering it. Prices are down at auctions, right? Um, even for the for the the quality, the 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 nicer stuff, we've been watching a little bit. Prices prices are still coming down. I know dealers are screaming there uh, that prices are still ridiculous for the quality used cars, and they are. They're still ridiculous, but they they are coming down. We are seeing more no sales, more if bids go through the system, and that means that um, there's less appetite on the dealer side for these uh, for these vehicles. And at some point, you're going to see not only just the drop-off that we've been seeing, but even more of a drop-off when the, the franchise dealers, the actual sellers of these vehicles at auction, start to be like, you know what? Uh, first money, best money. We're not getting any more money than what we're being offered this week right now. And uh, we just need to cut bait. And it seems like every year, it, we're getting back more to a seasonality of things mm -hmm. uh, at, the, at the auctions, I believe. And it seems like this, this kind of happens every year. Toward the toward the winter time and then uh, after tax time, where you go through this period where there's elevated prices and then there's a drop off and then every year these sellers that they have their come Jesus moment and they they say okay you know what we 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 can't we're not going to get any more money and they all realize it at the exact same time and then you see <laughs> prices just fall off a cliff. Can can you can you do me a favor and a, a favor to the audience? Um, you used the term that. I'm sure a lot of people have no idea what it means. An if bid, an if sale. Could you, could you explain? Can you explain what that is? Um, that how that works at the auction. 
Yeah, so uh, the vehicle runs through the auction. You have the auctioneer, you have bidders on the floor, you have a seller on the stand, typically next to the auctioneer that has a floor. They have a reserve of what they actually want for the vehicle. And for this case, let's use the example, they want $10,000 for this vehicle that's running through. The vehicle, the bidders only run it up, it bid it up until, to $9,000. That's all it brings. Mm. But this this seller wants $10,000 for it. They have the liberty to have this reserve put on this car. If it doesn't bring that reserve, they don't have to sell it. So it brings $9,000. They want $10,000. The auctioneer looks over at the seller and says, hey, it only brought $9,000. What do you want to do? And they'll say, okay, let's put it on an if bid. Let's put it on a phone call. It means the exact same thing. And uh, what, what that is indicating is that, okay, they need to look at their numbers after the sale is done. And they need to try to find a middle ground. Now, a lot of times they'll just go to, they'll look at it and say, okay, that's not enough. And we're just going to no sell it. But uh, in, in a lot of cases too, they'll come back and they'll say, you know what? We we knew that we we wanted $10,000 out of it, but we'll come down to 9,500 bucks. And they'll say that to the auction company. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the auction company will reach out to the, the highest bidder and say, okay, we know that you, you bid $9,000 on this vehicle, but the seller... Um, they needed ten thousand dollars, but they come down and they said they'll take ninety five hundred bucks for it. In a lot of cases, uh, there'll be a little bit more back and forth, but it'll 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 they'll they'll, they'll come to a deal somewhere around like that ninety two ninety three hundred range or whatever. And uh, so basically, just what the if bid means is that there's going to be some kind of negotiation, some kind of back and forth after the auction because the highest bid did not bring the reserve price of what the seller wanted in the lane. Thank you for that explanation, because we we use terms all the time on our our videos, our broadcasts. You use terms all the time on your broadcast that people, normal people. And what I mean by that is non-car people. Normal people have no idea what the hell we're talking about. You know, we just think it is so normalized for us. We hear it all the time and we know exactly what it means. Um but for most people out there, they had no idea what an if bid was. Um, and what it really means is it's going to be continued negotiation. And maybe, hopefully, they can find a middle ground where both parties will be satisfied and, and they can actually end up wholesaling that vehicle. Thank you for that. And a lot of times uh, going into these if bids, um, I would say probably a third of the time the seller looks at it and just says, we're, we're too far apart. We can't make this work. And they'll just no sell it. So that's what we hear after the auction. If we get an if bid, there's a third of the time where the, the seller at the end of the day says, OK, we sold every every other unit well and we made our money and they'll just sell it without any kind of negotiation. And yes. then there's a third of the time where there's a negotiation. So there's there's three different scenarios that really can can play out when we get a car that's put on an if bid, put on a phone call. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now, Justice, I, I know, I, I, everybody knows, I have nothing to do with our thumbnails and what the titles of our, <laughs> of our broadcasts are every day. Um, but today, car dealers are desperate for customers. As someone on the team that works deals all flipping day long, um, can you can you share with the audience what that translates into for customers at the moment? So we're starting to we're only just starting to see some movement out there. Um, but I will say, like, we're we're at this weird 
place right now. I think same place we were last year where some dealers are still being just absolutely obstinate about things. Um, I've had four different times last week or this week um, since Cyber Monday forward where we go to the uh, dealers and we're making the offer based on kind of what they had on Black Friday. You know, the mm -hmm. vehicle was offered, you know, $2,000 less on Black Friday. And I've had four different dealers say, well, that's a Black Friday deal. We're, we're not doing that anymore. The price is this new higher price now. So we're not doing that discount. To which I've sort of replied, but did you sell it at the discounted price? <laughs> did you? Because I feel like you didn't sell it. It's still sitting there. So yeah. do you think maybe below that price would actually be more appropriate than saying, nope, we're not doing that. Um, however, there's a lot of dealers out there and we have, a, I have a few examples here too of that are just sort of seeing the light, kind of like what Brandon said. They, you know, they, they see the auction number, same as everybody else does, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they're sort of seeing the light and they're like, okay, well, we'll, we're moving now to where I, you know, I've had some deals where I'd say, you know, end of December, we should target, you know, 6% off. And the dealers are just now like, no, we'll do that now. We'll do the deal now, you know, at that. And so, you know, you, you got to shop around still, but yeah. there is movement. I've seen movement on Toyota. We had a, we had a RAV4 Prime at four and a half percent off. Yes. Wow. Um, so, you know, there's movement. And of course, you know, if you're looking at EV, please be aggressive. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of movement there. And so, so many EV buyers that I talk to, because obviously I get transferred most of them. Um, they're still kind of, I don't know, they're in the mindset of, well, I think 4% off is good. And I'm like, no, it it's not. Yeah. You should be closer to 10% on almost all EVs right now or more on some of them, you know, before rebates, before anything from the OEM. So, you know, it, it just sort of obviously depends where you live. Uh, but EVs here in California, very discountable. Uh, Toyotas. Up in the Northeast is the best place to go get them. Why? You know, because it would be the wrong time of year for someone to be trying to buy an EV in the Northeast. Uh well, the, on the on the EVs in the Northeast, yeah, you, you guys are about you know five hundred plus days on most EV models day supply. So it's uh, I saw Mach-E in I think it was up near you, Ray. I think it was in Jersey. Uh, day before yesterday, had a 621 day supply on the uh, on the Mach E GT all wheel drive, and I'm like, well, you should be aggressive with that guy. <laughs> you should be very very aggressive on that one if you want that vehicle. But yeah, I mean, I get it. Like if I was going to buy uh, an EV, probably up somewhere where it snows is where yeah. I would go because nobody wants them up there, and nor would I want one up there if I lived up there. I, I can tell you I'm in a place that it doesn't snow very much. And I, I mean, I haven't looked at day supply around here, but I can tell you just by walking on Ford lots, I mean, they're stacked with them everywhere. Yeah. Well, Ford, yeah. Ford to me did the dumbest thing with their Mach-E by announcing that they're moving to the Tesla charging network in 2025 and you'll have an adapter and be able to access it in 2024. So oddly enough, people stopped buying their vehicles in 2023 go figure who would have who would have thought oh so your vehicle is going to be better in a year okay i'll wait 
I'll wait for that. <laughs> Brandon, you, you travel around a lot in your area. Um, and I know recently you did a video about the CarMax. Um, what in your travels in what, what do you, I mean, obviously this CarMax you're going to is, uh, um, should I, how do I put it? It's overloaded with vehicles at the moment. <laughs> To uh, to to their credit, it it is a distributor store, so they're yes. going to have more vehicles there than any of your your average car maxes. Okay, but are they selling as well as they had hoped? I have you talked to anybody actually inside to find out? So I had uh, it, this wasn't the this past video, but I've done quite a few videos um, uh, about CarMax, and mm -hmm. um, I think it was probably maybe a month month and a half ago i had one of their uh i don't know what role he had but he seemed like he was not just the run-of-the-mill kind of salesperson mm -hmm. and uh, he was talking to me about that they were it seemed like they were, were still doing well but what he was uh stating that uh, the reason that they were selling so many vehicles is because they were able to get people into loans that couldn't get loans anywhere else. And he was saying why this was such a good thing is because it was driving sales. Um, but I would almost argue that if there are no other lending institutions that are getting these people into their vehicles and they're paying way over the value, because I mean, you're going to pay, you're going to pay more than what the car's worth at CarMax. Yeah. It's just, that's just the thing you pay for these. Yes. And, um, so I would actually argue that in the long run, this is maybe not the the, the best method. Now, CarMax knows better than I do, right? They make way more money than I do. Uh, they uh, they they look into their numbers way more than I do. So they know something that I know I, that I don't know. I'm sure, but it seems to me that uh, taking this route in this economy um, with this kind of lending practices that all the other banks are not taking this method. It, it seems like a setup for disaster to me. Do, do at, at your lot are are you seeing more people um, looking for cars now? I mean, because we're coming into the we're, we're in the holiday season, and and you know at a certain point people have to make a choice: is, is are there going to be Christmas gifts for the kids and the family, or are are we going to get a new car of some kind or another? Um, and you, your lot deals primarily with lower priced vehicles. Are you seeing an, an increase in, in customer activity, a decrease in customer activity? A, what, what are you seeing at your place? So with, with our lot, it's kind of unique um, to, to most other car dealerships where for us, it's all about inventory because whether the economy is good, whether the economy is bad, we are always going to have a customer that needs a, 5,000 and under car. So mm -hmm. um, what I can say is that we've been able to recently in the last few weeks, been able to buy more vehicles. And just because we've been able to do that, we've been able to put more on our lot. So our sales have actually gone up, but I don't okay. know that that's a direct indicator of how the actual economy is going, how car sales are actually going. So I'm hearing mixed things from all these dealers that I talk to some that are like in the 10 to $20,000 range, those guys are like, it's, it's dead. And a lot of those guys that have been buying like 20,000 up cars, um, I'm hearing this from them. I'm hearing this from the auctioneers. I'm hearing this from the auction owners that they're seeing those type of dealers tear down 
because they know that they have to get these these consumers. They're not buying these twenty five thousand dollar used vehicles anymore, mm-hmm. and the banks are tightening up. So these customers that wanted to buy the twenty five thousand dollar cars, even if they're there, they're they're not getting loans, and that's the only way that they're going to be able to buy these vehicles. So we're seeing a big tear down. Um, in a lot of a lot of these dealers, but we're also seeing dealers actually come out of the system because sales are just drying up. But I, I just t- say all that to say that that's what I'm hearing from uh-huh. other dealers. But my my car lot is not actually experiencing that, and it, it might just be because of the range that we're in, and because in our area we're known to sell cheaper cars. So if times get tougher. We actually acquire more more customers because mm-hmm. there's going to be a tier of this mid range tier of consumers, and when times get tougher, that tier goes down, and that's a bigger piece of the pie. So we inherit a bigger piece of the pie whenever times get tougher. Interesting, very very interesting. And I see that a lot more right now, Brandon. Just in, in the deals that I'm seeing come across my desk, I'm not seeing uh, the higher end. I'm seeing the people coming through looking for the sub $10,000 car, you know, well, sub $15,000 car, I'd say is most of what I'm seeing now. I think it just people have been priced out. And now the only people are left are looking for those that are super hard to find. And, you know, so, you're, you're one of the few places where you can find a sub $10,000 car. Can, can I address a question from the comments? Yeah, of course you may. All right. So, yeah, there's somebody asking if they're asking showroom interest rate costs at my place. Uh, they're asking if I have a floor plan. Um, and uh, no, no, I don't. So that's one of the reasons, too, why we can keep our prices so cheap, but affordable. Whatever. They're cheap cars. They're cheap cars. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, so the reason why we're uh, a lot of times able to sell vehicles for a lower price than most other dealers is because we pay cash. When I say hard cash. Well, we don't pay hard cash. We, we write a check. We don't have any debt associated to our vehicles. So we don't have these fees that rack up on our vehicles. So the dealers that have to make two, $3,000 a car, we don't have to do that. We can make $1,200, $1,500 cars, uh, $1,500, $1,500 on a car. And that that's a home run for us. And we don't have any other person we have to pay. It, it all comes into us. That, that makes sense. Um, but then again, you've been doing it long enough so that a, you truly understand your market, and and B, you realize the importance of not being dependent upon a bank to finance your inventory. Um, so, kudos to you for really understanding how your your business operates. And that, and if I may, I, I, I'll be so bold as to say, and that's the difference between how you operate and how CarMax operates. You're you're operating in two completely different spheres of the used car market. The mm-hmm. way you do it makes perfect sense for you. The way they do it apparently um, still makes good sense for them. Um, and, and both both ways of doing it can work, obviously. Yeah, so, uh, Carmack seems to be doing pretty well. Too. Yeah. <laughs> They've been around for a while, yeah, and, yeah. and they'll probably continue to be around for a while. Um, I mean, that's what they said about Circuit City before then. Yeah. What else did we have on the agenda for today? So I do want to show share a deal here that I think is important. Just in when I deal with uh, our members all the time, um, I I have I preach some things, and I would like to show you to the deal, okay, and get your reaction before I go too much into it. I just share my whole screen to do this. So let's see if 
anyone could read it. This is, does not always work. Can everyone read that? I, even I can read that. Okay, good. Good. So looking at this deal, it's a 2016 F-150. Just so we know. So, 20, a 2015? 2016 F-150. Uh, how many millions of miles does it have? to? 102,000. That doesn't even seem unreasonably high for that, that year car, that year truck. So, but what are your thoughts on the deal before I break it down for everybody else? Um, well, the 16125 seems like it's a reasonable ask. But I don't know enough about the the F one fifty. Is it an all wheel drive? Is it a rear wheel drive? Uh, what trim level is it? It's um, an XLT. I don't remember. I don't think it's four by four. I think it's uh, how many accidents has it been in? Was None. it a branded title? Uh, two two customers or two owners. No accidents. Good service history. I I just off the top of my head, it seems like the sixteen one twenty five seems like a reasonable price. So I have a I have a 2017 and when I bought it it was it had 80,000 miles on it. I bought it from auction. It was an okay. XLT, probably the exact same truck. And uh, I paid $15,000 for a wholesale. Now I had to do some work to it afterwards, but wholesale I, I paid uh, I paid $15,000 for it. So I mean this the 16 uh the $16,000 seems like a good price for the actual truck. Yes. Right. But then so, there's some fees that are uh, yeah. of right. su- that that are suspect at best. Yeah, so we have the with the dealer prep fee for eight ninety five. Okay. Uh, six ninety nine dock fee, a seven ninety nine pre delivery fee. Isn't that the dealer prep fee too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. So I mean, this was given to me as a um, look at the garbage this guy is doing. Thing. Yes. And I said, okay, well, give me the VIN. Let me take a look at it. Cause I, you know, I'm looking at those fees and like, no freaking way. Yes. And um, it turns out Brandon said it right. I mean, not a big surprise. Brandon knows his numbers. Yeah. So I, sure? I ran it here. And the market value of the vehicle is $18,524. Okay. Uh, I know. Can you guys read that as well? I'm not, not if, I, if I go up here. So it's market price is eighteen thousand. So the market price is uh, two thousand three hundred ninety nine dollars more than the selling price of this vehicle. But if you add up all those fees, what do you know? It equals out to two thousand three hundred ninety three dollars. So it turns out the dealer's still at market price for yeah. the vehicle. As as Brandon said, uh, the wholesale on it not not a big surprise that he knew it right. You know, right on. Uh, where was my whole story? Well, it doesn't mean I know it. I just, I literally just do ball. Yeah, so, yeah. I still agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, we look historical last 30 days, 16,300 on there. Wholesale was 17 ish. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it just right on. We got Vroom willing to pay you 16,000 for it, 16,100, which would be a retail of, Nineteen four looks like true car, not a big surprise. Came right at within one dollar of what I get for the market price for it. Wow! So you know, I and this is some one thing I say all the time, and I know Ray, we've said before, is um, concentrate on that out the door number. Yes, because I don't really care 
where they're associating their different fees. At. I don't like that they advertise it for a lower price to get you to come in. Um, but it's still, a, it was still a reasonable deal. Like there's nothing wrong with this deal. Like we said, you know, two owners, clean Carfax, good service records, all at the dealership. Like, so that's just, fine. So look at the out the door. That's the one that you need to look at. Absolutely. So, and, and it, I'm going to step away for a minute because my condo, they've called me twice. So, oh, so okay. I'm going to, I'm going to mute myself if I can get my mouse to work, you know, I guess I have to feed them. So, <laughs> feed so them just, I, have, I have a theoretical question for you. Um, when you're going into a dealership or you're looking at these deals, mm -hmm. um, what would you, what would you rather see from a dealer? So there can be dealers out there that actually give out the door reasonable prices on vehicles is what we're, what it seems like we're seeing with, with that truck, right? Yeah. But they have all these junk fees or whatever. But the reason why we know that they do that is so they get priority listing um, on yeah. the online meetings, your car gurus, your, your other stuff like that. So my question to you would be, um, would you rather see a dealer that literally is listing their out the door price um, but maybe they're selling that truck for $21,000 or you're seeing this dealer with a bunch of junk fees everywhere, but they're selling it for 20 grand. So you're actually getting a better deal from the dealer who's adding all these junk fees in, uh, than you were for the dealer that's being straightforward. So what, what, what is your approach either as a, as a, as a personal preference or something that you're actually coaching your, uh, your, your clients for? So you put it as an interesting conundrum because you're putting it as would I rather overpay but be upfront or be sort of devious and pay properly? Um, look, I, for me, when I coach, I always coach this, the same no matter what. Look at the out the door. I don't care what the selling price is. I really don't. Like, I, you know, that means nothing to me because every dealer in every area is different. Um, so I, as far as me goes, like, I don't care what you listed as, I care what the out the door and where the market is. So what I would rather, I guess in that vein, it's going to sound backwards, but <laughs> even to myself is I'd rather see this false, stupid, fake upfront selling price with a real market selling price. Cause this was like. Look, to, to get to the market selling price, we even included the dock fee in there. So this is in Florida with a, you know, with no dock fee, basically at the, you know, at market selling price. So to me, that's a good deal that, you know, so I'd rather see that than overpay for something that's just up front. So, you know, the CarMax model, I guess. And, and, and here's what I'll say. I'd rather that the dealer didn't have to be deceptive. Yeah. And just if if they want to sell it for $20,000, which would be a fair market value for the vehicle, list it for $20,000. Don't you I keep going back to it. If if the basis of your business is deception in order to get customers, then there's something wrong about how you've set up your business. It doesn't have to be that way. And I get what you're saying, that that the only thing that matters is what the out-the-door price is. Yes, I get that. But you shouldn't have to go through all the BS to get there. 
I, I want Brandon to respond to that because I think we both have something to say, and I bet he's okay. right with me on it. Go ahead, Brandon. So I, I 100% agree with Justice. I Ray, I 100% agree with you that I wish that I'm not going to defend. I'm, I'm a dealer, but we we charge what the car costs. I mean, you go outside to to our lot, you see a $2,500 car, you're paying $2,500 for that car. That's on the, our online listing. That's on the windshield. That's what I believe to be correct. I will say that the whole system is set up to where if a dealer wants priority listing, if they want to go about that route, they have to list it for the actual price of the car for X amounts, way lower than what they're actually taking, and then add all these junk fees. And that's the way that not only these online listings are, but the, the whole system of how you I buy a car is so corrupt, is so shady that a lot of these dealers, especially in that range of $10,000 to $20,000, it's so competitive because there's so many dealers out there. If they, uh, if, if I mean, if they want to play the game and not just cut through the noise and do something different than everyone else and they want to get in front of eyeballs, this is the route they have to take. I understand what you're saying. So I've, I've this is why I let Brandon go first because that's, basically exactly what i was going to say it's the you know ray uh, um hate the game not the player right so <laughs> it's uh <laughs> but i agree i agree i i took brandon at his scenario i agree with you 100 ray that i don't like that you know if i was to change the scenario it would be um just list the real price of the damn vehicle give yeah. me the out the door up front let me know what it is and let's just be done with it. But there's too many true cars and cars.com and, and all these other places. And, you know, if anyone doesn't know, dealers pay to be on there. And how do you get listed on there? Well, you have the lowest price. You keep manipulating your prices. And, you know, you when you see dealers every week adjusting their prices, it was like $5, $20. So they get relisted up to the top. Like that's the game that they have to play. I hate that they play that game, uh, but I agree. Like, I get that's why it is. But again, that's why when I coach, I coach, look, look at the out the door because that's the only real number here. That, 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 that is the out the door number is, is the number that you need to concentrate on because that's, that's the real number. Yeah. Every, everything else, everything else can be smoke and mirrors. Everything else we can we can blame on the game that this is the way you have to play it. Yeah, um, you which know. is stupid. We get it's stupid, but it is what it is. No, I understand. I, I don't like it. I don't condone it. No, um, but yes, the 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 out the door number is the great equalizer. Okay, that's that's what you can compare because that tells you something. That's the equalizer. That that's that's when, you know, if the one guy was at sixteen one twenty five and the other guy was at at, at nineteen nine, but the out the door is twenty one thousand dollars. Guess what? The out the door is the same on both. That's the great equalizer. Yeah, and it is. And we have we, who was it from? Was it Mullinex that we had our, yes. our guest yes. on the Auto Insiders yes. that sort of deals with that? He's in Florida, yes. and he deals with that all the time, and he's just like. Okay, fine. Here's my quote. Take it around. Go shop. Look at the out the door number on all of them, and then you'll come back. Yes. And they do. Yeah. You know, and so many of them do because when you 
when you finally look at the out the door versus what the fake number all these people are putting out is, you know, they were always a better deal. Yeah, no, that that's the key. But I, 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 I do hate the, I do hate the game. Yeah. Um, I, I guess since in nine minutes we have another show to do. That's right. Um, we, we should. We. Oh should no, that, that that show doesn't even matter. Let's stay here. No, no, no. It is. Whoa, whoa, look, whoa. we're going to talk Cybertruck, which uh, there's a yeah, lot of people which, in the chat which, here who which want me to talk. Yeah. A um, lot of people want me to talk Cybertruck, in my opinion, of yesterday's announcement. And I won't do it here. you got to tune into the electric show <laughs> to hear my opinion. How, how ugly it is? No, I'm not, I'm not talking about it at all. <laughs> I'm not talking about you got to go oh, over there God. to the electric channel. Uh, can, can I answer one quick question for Laura MMM? Yeah. Zach's in New York today. You know, he's a busy CEO. He's in New York today. Um, and that's why he's not here. Um, I'd like to thank Brandon for being here and, and being a part of the show today. He didn't have to do that. But being my, my, uh, my, my son from another mother, he steps right up. And I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate that that justice was here and and Brandon, can we can we list this as my checking in on you to make sure you're spending enough time with your family or do I need to call you again later? I think you need to call me because I've not done a great job the last week, so we need to talk about it. Okay, I'll, I will call you later today. <laughs> oh my God, who keeps calling me? Jeez. Okay. Bye, everybody. We'll see you. Is there a show Saturday, Ray? Uh, Zach and I are working on something. There'll probably be a show Saturday afternoon because he's conflicted. He has a party. He has to go to Saturday night. If maybe maybe Brandon can join you on Saturday. No. no Br- oh, no, no. That takes him away from his family. We just yeah, talked no, about No, he cannot. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Just, just call me. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll <laughs> talk to you later. <laughs> see you, everybody. Right, we'll see you back here Monday. <laughs> Bye.